Welcome to that 80s show. Nothing says 1980s like a repeat. And uh, this week, I loved Dory's theme so much. Dory, thank you for that theme. Songonyms. Songonyms for everyone. <laughs> songonyms for all the children. Songonyms are a phenomenon about a song that's a bit of a homonym. <laughs> oh, clever. Very clever. Uh, no, so Dory and I coined a phrase last week, songonyms, which are two songs from the 80s that have the same name but are in no other way related. They're not covers. They're not homages. They're just two songs, and they're not even the same genre. They're just two songs with the same name, and they're from the 80s, and they're amazing. Mm. Dory, what are you doing? Do you have any plans? Like ever. I found this. Sebastian Bach, Brett Michaels, and Lita Ford lead an 80s-themed virtual event. Wow. 80s-themed virtual event called Radical Sabbatical. Jeez, that rhymes even better than synonyms <laughs> of and songonyms of phenomenon. <laughs> That's really cool. Radical Sabbatical. Virtual experience taking place on January 30th. Okay. Tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. It's a fun-full day complete with musicians across the 80s spectrum with a mix of performances and informative segments. Now, when I hear that, I sort of think of people like painting with their penis or <laughs> painting with poop. Okay? Yeah. So, let, what, what happens? So, who – Sebastian Bach, where's he from? Oh, Sebastian Bach was from Skid Row. And I had a yes. poster of him on my wall because he is mm, – yum, yum. He's aged quite well, I well, see. He still looks good. He, he has. So he is on stage four, which I mean, listen, South Africa is all about stages, phases, levels, so we can, we can relate. Yeah. Something called Vinyl Wino, as he pairs his favorite wines with specific music. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay. <laughs> and uh, so then Brett Michaels uh, will be doing a musical performance. Jesus Christ, Vinyl Wino. Wines with music. That is the best. I know you probably need alcohol to get through this show. Um, I'll talk bits, but you only need alcohol for the music. Okay. The event also includes cooking and mixology madness segments. What is that? Hmm? What does that mean? Painting with your penis. Okay. An 80s aerobics class and, cost and costume contests for both adults and kids. But, I mean, how? How is this? Because I, I understand it's online. How? I know, right? I know. How are you going to do this? In addition the, to the trio of previously mentioned rockers, Kenny Loggins and Ray Parker Jr. are both set for performances. Oh, wow. So we're talking Top Gun and Ghostbusters. Can you even imagine both of them in the comfort of their homes on their city? Mm-hmm. With performances, Grandmaster Flash will air a documentary. There will be uh, an, an 80s photographer, Mark Weiss, will take part in a Q&A session with songwriters Jim Petrick from Survivor and Kathy Richardson from Jefferson Starship will deliver a storyteller session. Okay, okay, I'll keep an open mind. Yes, yes. So, so, so I'm reading this thing and I'm going, you know what? I'm not doing anything on Saturday, okay? Yeah. I mean... Last year, I went to AHA for my birthday. This year, I could very well be going to the Radical Sabbatical Vinyl Wino, drinking wine, listening to 80s music. I say, this is it. This is what I'm doing. Eight hour. This is an eight hour event. Okay? Yeah. Virtual event. But I can, for Dory, the steel price 
of $99.80. That's a lot of money. Wow. Shitload of money. (laughs) To watch videos. I mean... I love Sebastian Bach and Brett Michaels is cool. And I mean, Ray Parker Jr. Yeah, no, just no. <laughs> but there are various packages that you could be sent the yeah. wine choices um, from Sebastian Bach. So you'll actually buy a package and they send you the wine. And another one where you set up a video call with Brett Michael. See, now that sounds cool. You're definitely going to see a willy in that video <laughs> call. <laughs> yes, it'll be yours. <laughs> Dory. Yes. Ooh, movie time. Movie time. Movie time. This movie has got all your 80s favorites in it. It has got so much angst. Our hero has a female best friend, just like in Some Kind of Wonderful. He likes a girl who is out of his league, just like in Some Kind of Wonderful. It's a long shot. He asks her out, but in this movie she says yes. Okay, in Some Kind of Wonderful she said yes as well, but that's besides the point. She says yes. It's got the disapproving dad. Dad's like, "Mm, this boy is not good enough for my daughter. I do not accept that. And here's going to be the giveaway clues, Paolo. This movie also features kickboxing, a boombox, an iconic song. And here's the part that makes me sure that you you have not heard this this feature from me before. It features two Cusacks. If you haven't already guessed it by now, which is amazing if you haven't guessed it by now, we are talking about Say Anything, featuring John Cusack. And his sister Joan is also in the movie, but it's a very small role. She plays his real sister in the movie as well. Say Anything, I mean, we have mentioned it, we have referred to it because it's iconic. It's got the iconic scene with the bo- the boombox playing, playing In Your Eyes by Peter Gabriel. This movie has not got a great soundtrack, but that that song definitely defines it. It's so well known from that scene. Now, here's the thing about this movie. It's not the greatest 80s love story. I really enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed it when I first watched it. I enjoyed it again. And But it's not, it's not in the same league as John Hughes. It's just not. Now, here's the thing. It is written and directed by Cameron Crowe. You know Cameron Crowe because yeah. he did... Jerry Maguire. It's probably the thing he's most famous for. He's done a bunch yeah. of stuff, but he's very famous for Jerry Maguire, which is one of my favorite films. I actually love it. This was the first movie that he ever directed. Not the first movie he wrote, but the first movie that he ever directed. So he was kind of, uh, you know, finding his feet or whatever. And don't get me wrong. Great movie. Very watchable. Has a few really amazing scenes in it. There are, <laughs> there's a scene that is very typically 80s, uh, would be completely politically incorrect today. In a nutshell, guy who's, you know, from the wrong side of the tracks, oh, well, he's not really from the wrong side of the tracks, but he's like a kind of a losery guy. He's um, he's one of those slacker types, and he sees this girl who is, oh, she's, you know, from a wealthier family, and very, um, she's very academic, she does very well school, she was a school valedictorian, and he gets this crush on her. He asks her out. At first, she makes loads of excuses not to go out with him, and then for some reason, on a whim, she says yes, and they they kind of really hit it off, and they get together. But then, her because of her father, who disapproves, he makes her break up with him, and he breaks up with her, and he, I mean, she breaks up with him, and he is distraught. And then there is a scene where he's talking to his friends about the breakup. 
Lloyd, man, no babe is worth it, dude. No, no. Listen, hang with us, man. We'll teach you Bibles for right, the truth. Right. Lloyd, man, you can't even trust them, That's man. Because right, you know what it's man. about? They spend your money and they tell That's their friends it. everything, everything, man. It's about economics. That's valid, they man. tell them everything, That's man. Valid. All you gotta do is find a girl who looks just like her, nail her, and then dump her, man. Dump her, Get her man. off your mind. Right. Your only mistake is that you didn't dump her first. What? Diane Court is a show pony. I you need a stallion, my friend. Walk with us and you walk tall. Walk tall, my man. Bitches, man. You didn't give that kid a compliment. Hey, dude, I better bail. Better for you, Luke. I got a question. You guys know so much about women. How come you're here at like a gas and sip on a Saturday night, completely alone, drinking beers? No women anywhere. My choice, man. That's yeah, right, man. It's a conscious choice. choice. It's a choice, man. Choosing to be here. I don't want to be here, man. I'm choosing it. Dude, where'd she dump you, man? Her car. Ah, your car? Oh, man, dissed in the mouth. Oh, heinous. Hey, it's your castle, man. Ah, man, you never had a chance with a girl like that. Okay, yes, obviously we all know Say Anything and we all yeah. obviously remember that iconic scene. It's been spoofed and parodied and if you've never seen an 80s movie before, you know that scene, yeah. right? Yeah. You know, I've watched this, okay? I have I have watched this. Yeah. Before I hated Cusack. I think I started hating John Cusack with high fidelity. There was just something about... I I, I love that. I loved the movie. I loved high fidelity. I couldn't stand him. And I think it's the same as with Say Anything. Put anyone else there. Say anybody anybody else and I'll (laughs) love it. (laughs) <laughs> well, I really love him, and uh, this is a this is a really cool film. It's like I say, don't expect John Hughes level, but there's one really funny. So I remember the ending very very clearly because it's got a really clever, cute little ending. But it's really funny. It's so eighties, like it's something you'll never see ever again. It's very, you know, time specific. They're on a plane, um, and she's a very nervous. She's very nervous to fly. And he's kind of trying to calm her down and basically all the noise, the noise that happens, he's like the engine. He's like, no, just that, that's just the engine. It's okay. It's okay. Everything's fine. But he says to her, he says to her, don't worry. All, all, all problems usually happen within the first five minutes. And he says, look up at that sign. As soon as the no smoking sign goes off, then you know, we're okay. <laughs> it's like, I'm thinking, the lo- I mean, the no smoking <laughs> sign, if it still exists on a plane, that never goes off now. <laughs> because you're not allowed to smoke on a plane for the longest time. You can't do that. So that was just a very 80s touch. Dory, your movie meets with my seal of approval this week. Two thumbs up. (laughs) My movie, Mm Dory, like, listen, there's Mm -hmm. not many movies that, like, actually describe me. The title of the movie describes me to a T. You know you're in for a good time on an 80s movie when it's a tri-star picture. You know. When you see that horse, you know when that horse, that unicorn, is it a yeah. unicorn? With a, a pegasus, with the wings. Yeah. It's not a unicorn. It's, I can't remember. It's a winged horse and you know when that, that horse comes that, up. That sounds and like, then they started evolving it where the horse would jump over the triangle, you know. That and Orion. You knew when you saw that up front, you know you're going to see a good movie. So that's what happened when I started watching this movie. I see TriStar Pictures. I know I'm in for a treat. So in this movie, hmm, 80s plot contrivance that can only get away with in 80s movies. The CIA want to build a laser, right? But they can't be seen to be building a laser. They're the CIA. So what are they going to do? They're going to trick some genius university students, Genius, genius slash high school university students 
into building the laser for them. Okay, so they appeal to these two kids' egos. Oh, you guys are going to got this secret project. You're going to work on this laser. And of course, they're quite like, you know, gung-ho and full of spunk. And they, you know, take it and they start building this laser until they realize, hold on a second, we're part of a government plot to build a laser, a weapon of mass destruction. And then through a bunch of science-based shenanigans, Mm. they reveal the plot. So, Dari, this movie is a bit of a mix of a comedy and a drama and action. It starred fresh, fresh, fresh off the success of Top Secret, Val Kilmer. Remember Val Kilmer, him of Double Chins fame? I do. I do remember, and I love Top Secret. I'm still trying to figure out what movie it is. Carry on. Okay. This movie, they were very, very, very different for 80s movies in that they were very sure that the science in the movie, because there were a lot of scientific things, they made sure that the science held up. Okay, so that the language they used, that everything that they put in the movie could realistically happen. Okay, they're very sure, except for one of the big iconic scenes. Now, in the 80s, who gave a shit if the science worked, right? Do you think (laughs) Back to the Future, they worried if such a thing as a flux capacitor could work, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Honey, I shrunk the kids. That's impossible. Mm -hmm. Inner space. Do you think... They want to see if the science of inner space held up. Okay. There were no internet forums, so there were no trolls to like call bullshit on your science. Uh, But they were like, no, no, we have to have the science hold up. That even Mythbusters has uh, covered the science in this movie a few times to prove it correct or disprove it. Okay. Now, Dory, I'm going to let you in. You may not have watched this movie if you haven't seen it. It was real 80s teen comedy lore. Like I say, a movie that perfectly describes me, starring Val Kilmer called Real Genius. Uh, I, you know, I do think I've seen it. I just don't remember it. It's very, this, this, it's familiar. It is a very familiar movie. Now, you may or may not remember the final scene. So now, obviously, this laser gets operational, but through, I don't know, science-based 80 shenanigans. It, I mean, I was watching it. And I was like, nothing in this movie makes any sense to me (laughs) okay it's fun it's like a lot of fun scenes but nothing makes sense and the laser gets rerouted and now it starts heading towards someone's house who for whatever reason has a massive massive bowl can we call it and we i don't think we had them in south africa but in america they had jiffy pop which was like uh uh sort of instant popcorn that you got in like a little tin foil bag that you put on the stove but it was like all pre-packaged like pre-microwave popcorn days and yeah. this guy has a giant Jiffy Pop, okay, in uh, in the house. And the laser now cuts through the house and starts making the popcorn. That this massive, like, two-story giant house just starts overflowing with popcorn and the house just explodes and popcorn coming out. Of- now, you see, that's familiar. Okay. I've definitely seen it because I remember that. So okay. that's the major scene. They try to disprove it on Mythbusters, of which they did. They busted because they said every time they try to burn the popcorn, it just melted. It didn't pop. While making the movie, they had production crew spending months and months and months popping popcorn so they could have enough popcorn for the scene. You know, that's pre-CGI. So they, they, yeah. they actually was real popcorn that they spent months just popping popcorn to use in the scene. It was also one of the first movies, Real Genius, that was promoted online. 
So listen to this. You know, we all are about video conferences these days. This movie was Heart of the 80s, and they actually held a virtual press conference with the cast and the directors and all the press, all in different places, linked up in an early form of video conferencing technology. Bizarre. Bizarre. Real genius story <laughs> to promote the movie. Real genius. Is it a good movie? Uh, you know, well, Dory, how often do I have really good movies? <laughs> is it enjoyable by your standards? You know, Dory, I like to put forward popcorn movies, which is quite appropriate for this. It goes, you know what, I don't want to think, because mm. that's me. When I watch something, yeah. I don't want to think, I don't want to be made a better person. I don't want to learn a lesson. I just want to watch some shit. And mm. if you're in the mood, that mood, just watch some shit. Watch Real Genius. So when it comes to playing 80 songs called Africa, you thought there was only Toto, but no. No, 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 no. <laughs> Sounding like every school, junior school administrator ever. Rose Lawrence yeah. there with the song called Africa. Well, I mean, I did not know that that song existed until like two days ago, right? So it's very bizarre. I, what I do know about it is I think she's French, which – so Rose yep. Laurent may or may not be her real name because Ro she's a French yeah. singer. Rose Laurent. This, that mm. song was actually originally released in French. Yes. And it had, like Wikipedia generously says, at least top three success. <laughs> Have you watched the video for that song? I'm very confused by it. So, I mean, you may have missed the lyrics. I just want to go through some of the lyrics. No, um, let's do that. The one that comes often is the voodoo master waiting for nightfall draws signs of magic on my white woman's skin. And that's a, a recurring theme, crying, the mm -hmm. crying to the voodoo god Africa, Africa dancing till my body burns so hot. Gazelle or panther, are you a lion <laughs> These are real things that were in that song. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> but the funniest thing is, so, I mean, yeah, it's very stereotypical, exactly what you would imagine, somebody talking about voodoo, Africa. I mean, it's it's what you imagine, right? With, you know. French colonialist. Uh, yeah, images of what what would we call them? The natives, perhaps we could say. Yes, yes, yes. But Paolo, even in the lyrics, she says lion. But in the video, it's a tiger. There's a tiger in the video. <laughs> there are no tigers in Africa. Tigers have nothing to do with Africa. They obviously could only get a tiger for the video. So when I discovered this song, I was like, I was, I was like, if there is a video, it is going to be outrageously inappropriate. Okay, mm -hmm. I was, I was actually left super disappointed because I really wanted to be woke when I saw this. Um, but I was going to know they are definitely going to be like dancing tribesmen and shit like that. But it's not so much that as mimes wearing weird white masks. Honestly, I just, it's <laughs> I mean, so bizarre. In like some sort of like superimposed African. It didn't even look like an African. It looked like a Mayan temple, if you can ask me. Or like even maybe something from like Haiti or somewhere around there. You know, not African. Not not yeah. African. Very, yeah. very bizarre, Rose Rose Lawrence, with her generously 
described top three success. Um, and well done to her. I've got top zero success. So what the fuck do I know about anything? Yeah. And I mean, look, we discovered a song from the 80s we didn't know existed. Probably best to put it that way. And, 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 and still the better 80s song called Africa. Because that fucking yep. Toto shit, I don't. <laughs> Take your Castle Lager ad shit and get, get out of here. I don't want to hear that fucking twee crap. <laughs> <laughs> If you say David Hasselhoff, Dorian and I are there. If you say David Hasselhoff selling off all his shit, we're doubly there. <laughs> if you say some of that shit is Kit and his undies, well, fuck. I mean, that, that writes itself. So David Hasselhoff, for whatever reason, is selling all his stuff for his favorite charities. We don't know. We cannot dispute this. We have not seen evidence to the contrary. Uh, and I have a conspiracy theory. Oh, please share. Please share. He really is broke. And they are fake charities. Ah. They, I mean, they are charities, but he's the charity. Mm. But they he's are. Like he, the, the <laughs> he, but he, he is, though. He is, it's his charities. They're all yeah. his charities he's involved in. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. Okay. So we, we, we cotton on to why he's doing it. So we've been following this for a few weeks now. And the auction happened last Saturday. Okay. And, uh, and I did not pay any attention, I'll be honest. So tell oh. me what happened. Oh, Dory. Dory, Dory, Dory. Will you not be intrigued to find out what is going on here? So there are four items that caught our attention. Okay. I'm going to start with the lowest priced one. The item that I was favorite because I thought I could have been in for this one was a signed early sexy photo. That was the description. Early mm-hmm. sexy photo of David Hasselhoff. Topless, little nipples, hairy chest. Uh, he was very young. Very early days. This was pre-Night Rider. Bid started at $25. Which is, that's doable. It's not cheap. Doable. Mm. Eventually sold for $275. Not bad. It's not bad at all. I mean, mm. calculator time. That's a fair bit of money. The next item that caught our attention, caught Dory's more than mine, uh, says more about her than, than anything else. Mm-hmm. David Hasselhoff Undies. Okay, it was it was called American Idol Speedo. Although he never wore a Speedo and it wasn't for American Idol, it was actually for Australian Idol. Yep. The starting price in the bid for these was 70 US dollars. Sold for 600 US dollars. Dude, dude, that's crazy. That caught somebody else's eye clearly then as well. <laughs> that's around 10,000 Rand for his, like, something his balls have been in. Okay. We're going to assume that it got washed, right? Mm, Would it I don't have know. fetched more if it hadn't been washed? People will pay extra. People will pay. Mm-hmm. I, looked, I looked at the photo. There's some stains on there. There's some marks on it. It could be, could be make, who no. knows? There's no. marks there. No. My item. This this one, yes. I mean, this one tickled my fancy. Is David Hasselhoff his very own, his kit, his kit? When he left Night Rider, he got given a kit, a fully working kit. There's photos of him. There's a video of him. It starts. The lights come on. It says hello, Michael. Of course, it doesn't talk to you, but this is his. I mean, you cannot get more authentic than Michael Knight's kit. Okay. Right. This is the big ticket. Or for me, it was a big ticket. 
it eventually sold for $300,000. What were they expecting? They were expecting up to up to five six hundred thousand dollars. Okay. Yeah. So they got three hundred thousand dollars, which is round aboutish four to five million rand. Okay. Sure. And that's an old car. But it's I mean, kit. regardless of what it does, it's an old car. It's kit, Dory. It's kit. Mm-hmm. It's I know. Kit. I know. It's like if you had said ten million dollars, I would still go, yeah. But fuck, guys, that's that's kit. Like twenty million, <laughs> thirty million. Where do you stop? Well, apparently you do stop. Okay, so they stopped at three hundred thousand well, dollars. This is the child. This is the childhood, Paolo speaking, which you know still exists. It still exists. Kit, I would eat fucking, fucking. What would I eat? I'd eat shit forever. Really? Food, kit. I mean, God, damn it. Okay, but then the thing we are fascinated about. Okay, Dory and I were so fascinated about this in the nineties, not an eighties item, but in the nineties. No, sorry, two thousands. David Hasselhoff was in the SpongeBob movie. There is a scene where he comes speeding up with SpongeBob and he rides SpongeBob to safety. Okay, or SpongeBob rides on him to safety. Yeah. Okay. Now you think the whole scene CGI'd. Watching the scene again, there is a part where David Hasselhoff is looking super lean. I think that was CGI'd. There is not a hint of a boop in there, um, but I'm telling you that's not the not the truth. Uh, and you think the whole thing CGI'd, but no, there was actually a prop. They actually had a David Hasselhoff prop with a like a little boat, like a little water-propelled water machine that they used to shoot this. And obviously, they then comped his face onto it. It looks like a sex doll, okay? Yeah. I've been calling it the sex doll, right? Yep. Expected to get between 750000 and $1.5 million dollars. The mind boggles. Okay. okay. What? What? So, what did it sell for? Expected to get seven hundred fifty thousand and one point five million dollars. How much do you think that would have sold for, Dory? Trying to think if it's between those ranges or outside of those ranges. I'm going to go with a million dollars. Not a bid. <laughs> Not one. Not one bid. <laughs> <laughs> Even in the world of David Hasselhoff memorabilia, there's some things where people are buying his undies, some things are just too weird. So what do you think is he have to put it back in his garage? <laughs> it had a it had a term with it that when I looked up what that term means, it means basically no one but actually if there were bids they were way below anything that was acceptable. So there were no recognized bids. Even when you look at it and you go through all the other stuff of how many people were watching the bid, like on average it was two, three hundred people watching every bid. This like didn't even have eight people. Like <laughs> that thing's amazing. I'm I'm actually amazed. I'm I'm shocked. Okay, I'm shocked. And I suppose, I suppose, what would you really do with? Okay, I know we've been calling this extra. Well, what would you really do with it? You would say to people, "Come to my house to see my David Hasselhoff." I mean, that's what you would say. <laughs> I saw David Hasselhoff through a crowd in London. Okay, from very yeah. very far away, and I show everybody that photo. It's blurry. You can tell it's him. It's very. I show everyone that photo. Why would you not show people your David Hasselhoff sex doll? This is that 80s show coming out of George Michael corner for this week. George Michael song instead of a wham song and uh, doing something we haven't done in a while. Playing a game which I stole 
shamelessly. I stole this shamelessly from an Australian radio show. But put an 80 spin on it. Tell me an 80-something you haven't thought of in a while. So I name a few 80s things. And Dory needs to tell me when last she thought of it. And I give a range of four to six months. Uh, so f- sort of like from the middle of 2020 up till now, when last did Dory think about these things? Right. They are almost all linked. One may make you think of another. I'm going to take a risk. And uh, these things get weird, Dory. They get very weird. I'm going to start with the South African. They all, actually, South African. Dory, when last did you think of the telephone quiz? I mean, I have thought of it since the 80s, but probably not in the last six months. Remember Martin Bailey? Yes. I remember it well. We used to watch it all the time. We loved Telefun Quiz. It was like people standing by TVs, answered questions, move up TVs. They had things like Bank or Move. Remember Bank or Move? That was so great. Eddie Eckstein was on at a point. Remember Eddie Eckstein? Of course. Classic. And there was a duck. He had a duck. Oh, remember the, the duck. duck? Remember the duck? I remember the duck. I couldn't find any information about the duck, but there was definitely a duck, and they definitely try to sell kids those ducks. It was a yellow duck, if I'm not mistaken. But there was definitely some sort of duck creature. Dory. Yes. When last did you think of the lady from the Morkles ad? The Morkles ad, I mean, your two-year guarantee store. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know... They come up on like Facebook and stuff like that, you know, or these, oh, you remember these funny ads from your childhood kind of thing, but it probably wasn't in the last six months. But I mean, you know, not too long ago. Could she still possibly be alive? a year before last. I don't even know who she is, but possibly, I don't know. You should track, track her down. Her down. Hmm. So I did try to track her down. Um, mm-hmm. Wasn't very successful, but what I did find out, Dory, do you know that there's an Afrikaans version of Wikipedia? <laughs> no. True story, right? <laughs> so I discovered, I mean, I discovered obviously the German um, version of Wikipedia when, when we were researching Sandy Martin. But yes, trying to find out who the lady from the Morkels ad was. And if you do know, let us know. Um, and I found the uh, Afrikaans version of Wikipedia. Lacopedia. <laughs> no, it, it wasn't on Lacopedia. No, so, <laughs> but it wasn't there. So Dory... Similar, similar, similar ballpark. Final one. When last did you think of Joshua Dor? Probably a few days ago, dude. Ah. Because did you not see the Bernie meme? <laughs> <laughs> well, the, so that's what got me. It was a Bernie Sanders <laughs> meme of the Joshua Dor ad. <laughs> With uh, you got the uncle. You got an uncle in the furniture mm. business, Joshua Dor Dory. Can I tell you something weird about Joshua Dor? You, I did not know this. Again, research. I was trying to find the jingle. The only jingle I could find was an American version. Did you know Joshua Dor was American? No. Joshua Dor was American, but it gets even weirder, Dory. So I find a Joshua Dor ad, and again, same song. You've got an uncle in the furniture business, Joshua Dor. Whole long song from the seventies. Even like Joshua Dor, they had the same blazers, the staff. Joshua Dor came out of a box. I was like, this is very interesting. And then something, 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 the mystery around Joshua Dorr, the murder. Okay. What? Listen to this story. In 1974, Harvey Leach was young, handsome, successful, and the chairman of the board for Joshua Dorr, a furniture store near Detroit, Michigan. 
his gruesome gangland-style murder was overshadowed by the disappearance of Jimmy Hoffa one year later. His murder remains unsolved. Whoa. So, Argo, what is going on here? And yes, there was a guy, this Henry Harvey Leach. He owned Joshua Dorr, and he needed a loan to take the business, upscale the business, and he took a loan from the mob. And obviously, you take a loan from the mob, things never go well for you. Mm-hmm. And uh, he got hit, and they found his body in the boots of a car, which the callous and the insensitive around us may go, you've got an uncle in the boot of your car, Joshua Dorr. Terrible. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. No, no. I've been waiting. No. I've been waiting all day. <laughs> I've been waiting all day for that. <laughs> My my whole life has led up to that moment. (laughs) Uh, But no, far be it from us to to laugh at people who've been killed gangland style. Uh, This has been that 80s show taking you back to Joshua Dorr, Morkles, your two-year guarantee store, and the always fun Tally Fun quiz. Uh, This has been a fun show. Remember, everything that we do on the show, you can find on that 80 show essay plus loads more a big highlight of the week is last week we were talking about deep fakes and uh, this week i posted up a video from coming to america uh the scene where eddie murphy goes to the bar and meets a whole bunch of women but what they've done in this deep fake is they've replaced it with the faces of rappers like kanye west and uh, 50 cent and such and such and kevin hart's in there and um you will never sleep again yeah no that that is a most i mean amusing (laughs) but disturbing video (laughs) so so yes if if you you tired of sleeping and you go you know what sleeping is very overrated and watch this and that will not be a problem in your life uh so that's that 80 show essay on facebook Give it a like, and we're back here every Friday. Beautiful Friday. Goodbye, Dory. Bye.